This is our 12th session on Ephesians 4, 1-6. I think there'll be one more. I, therefore, a prisoner in the Lord, urge you to walk worthily of the calling to which you have been called. That is absolutely foundational for the rest of the letter and how we are to live as Christians. I'll come back to it. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, enduring one another in love, being eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And there he stops. And this time I want to focus on verses 4 through 6 and next time, because I ran into a perplexity. I want to take you into the perplexity with me and then show you the glories that I think I see on the way out of the perplexity. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Now here's my perplexity or part of it. This is a kind of intrusion, and this is a kind of intrusion. In other words, if, you, if we just leave those out, look how it reads. There is one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. In other words, he, he would just be stating uh, six glorious realities that are single so that we don't have Jews enjoying one kind and Gentiles enjoying another, but rather all of us in the body of Christ have the same body we're part of, the same spirit inhabiting us, the same Lord who died for us, the same faith that justifies us, the same baptism that displays that glorious reality, the same God and Father. That would be the point. He's giving objective foundations to this unity effort to maintain. In other words, this is an objective reality, but maintaining it in experience is something more subjective. And so he's saying, look, underneath this eagerness for you to put all your life's effort into making it um, an experienced reality, what you have in reality, I'm going to put six massive objective realities under it so you never forget them. This exists. This exists. This exists. This exists. This exists. And this exists. And then he adds, who is over all and through all and in all. That's what we'll talk about next time. But this time, I want to understand why he does this. Why he inserts this. What does just as mean? So, Father, Grant some breakthrough here, some discovery, some clarity about how Paul has composed this sentence for our good, to show us important things. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me show you the, the rest of the perplexity. This is an objective reality. The body exists, made up of believers. This is an objective reality. The Spirit is God. There's the Spirit, 
There's the Lord, there's the Father, this is a Trinitarian objective reality. So what does just as mean then? There is one body, there is a God the Spirit, just as you were called. There is a Spirit, just as you were called. That sounds backwards. I mean, what I would expect is, just as there is one body, and just as there is the objective reality of one spirit, so you were called into the one hope of your calling. So the just as looks like it's out of place. It looks like it should be just as the body, just as the spirit in objective reality, so God called. But that's not what he says. He says, there is a body, there is a spirit, just as you were called in the one hope. And I am deeply perplexed by this clause here and not getting a lot of help from the commentaries. (laughs) So here's my effort to try to make sense of this. I don't think Paul is thinking mainly here of the body and the spirit separately as here's an objective reality that exists, here's an objective reality that exists, which makes this unwieldy or unworkable, and I can't make sense out of it. I think he has just said, maintain this precious unity, this body here, of the Spirit. And that's still in his mind, and these are being viewed together as that. So it would be paraphrased something like this. Oh, be eager to keep this massive, glorious, uh, blood-bought, spirit-wrought reality. The spirit has created the unity and the body. The spirit is the inhabitor of the unity and the body. The spirit preserves the unity and the body. And now he gets here, and he cannot leave it behind. He says, one body. This is, this is not even in the Greek. One body. One spirit, meaning one body inhabited by the spirit, one body created by the spirit, one body preserved by the spirit, just as you were called in the one hope of your calling. And that makes sense. In other words, the the unity, the body created by the spirit is as the call is, because the call is the work of the Spirit creating the body. Now, so far, so good. That, that, I think, makes sense of how body and spirit are thought together, and then they are like the calling to one hope. But we still have to pause and say, why did he insert that here? And here's my suggestion. The main point of this paragraph is walk worthy of the calling to which you've been called. In fact, that covers the rest of the book. Chapters 4 through 6 are unpacking what this worthy walk is. This is so central. He cannot get to the end of this paragraph, evidently, without reminding us, hey, look, don't think I'm launching into some theoretical, theological statement here about the Trinity or whatever. That's true, but that's not the main thing I'm doing. 
the main thing I'm doing is going back to pick up the main point. And notice this. This is remarkable. Just as the calling noun is what we were called to, verb, so here you have called, verb, and it's exactly the same verb, and here you have noun, and it's the same noun. And the only thing he adds is to make explicit hope. In other words, this action of Christ in raising us from the dead, like he called Lazarus out of the tomb, yielded a future hope, the calling of hope. We see that back in in, uh, chapter 1, verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your hearts may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Right? So the calling happened at our conversion when God raised us from the dead, but he called us to a hope. And the unity that we have in Christ is what he's so concerned about here. And he says here in Ephesians 3, the mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, implying hope. We get an inheritance, members of the same body, partakers of the promise, implying hope in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So the the unity of the body that's created by the call is a unity in in hope and inheritance and heirs. And here is uh, the hope in 2.7. He raised us from the dead. That's our calling. So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So in all of the eternal coming ages, God is going to lavish gracious kindness on us. And he wants to stop here or pause here and say, look, back here when I said the goal of life is to walk worthy of your calling to which you were called, I meant that you were called to a hope and you are to walk worthy of that. And now as he gets here, And he begins to provide these objective foundations for our eagerness to maintain the unity of the Spirit. He pauses to say, you do realize, you do remember, don't you, that this body that's inhabited by the Spirit and made one by the Spirit and is to be maintained with great eagerness, you do remember that that accords with my sovereign, or Paul is saying God's sovereign calling out of death into life so that everyone has a hope, which means that this walk is fundamentally a walk in accord with hope. Oh my, that's going to be important. Christians' behavior is lowly, and meek, and long-suffering, and enduring one another, and eager to maintain the Spirit, because we have an absolutely staggeringly great and costly hope. And so, this phrase, body and one body and one Spirit, is not simply a metaphysical, objective statement of what is grounding this unity. It is a restatement. He's saying, 
There's a unified body of the Spirit. Here it is. And I'm going to pause here to take you back to my main point. You were called to a great calling, and that great calling is hope. And that is why this body inhabited by this Spirit exists. It came into existence just as you were so called. 